0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 250 of the mtg goldfish podcast i'm seth probably better known as saffron olive and we have the full crew here this week starting with the owner of mtg goldfish richard what's going on today richard
1: hey seth what's going on
0: huh not a not a whole lot kind of a, a quieter week compared to like bannings and all the stuff that was going on in the not too distant past but we still got some interesting topics for today but before we get into that we have another co-host in crim what's up today Krim?
2: morning seth uh, you know, just, uh, ex- excited, cause, uh new 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 podcast means new things to talk
0: about uh there's there's a few topics I'd like to discuss specifically historic uh <laughs> <laughs> yes that is that is on our to do list so today to lay things out we're going to talk about a new product announcement that just came out uh, a few minutes ago before we're, we started recording a secret lair so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about Throne of Eldrade Standard 3.0 we're going to talk about historic we're going to answer some fish mail so that is kind of the plan for today but before we get into all those awesome topics. A quick reminder that our show today is brought to you by Spikes Academy. And if you want to improve in magic, this is your best opportunity. Spikes Academy is doing a huge sale this week with the code Black Friday 2019 Each course is only $40 until Sunday, December 1st. So check out uh, so check it out now at spikesacademy.com and choose a magic course that is right for you at the best price of the year. So thank you to Spikes Academy for supporting the show. And with our sponsorship stuff out of the way, let's start with this product announcement. Richard, just this morning, a few minutes ago, uh, Wizard of Kind of been teasing secret layers for like a week or so now we finally found out what a secret layer is so what is a secret layer richard
1: all right we have new promos coming uh so this is special it's starting next let me get the date next week yes it's starting next week and they released the first batch uh previews and they are cats and they are cute cuddly cats like house cats and the art reminds me of like the SEG art, like if you know the SEG characters. Uh, but the <laughs> first pack, Miri Weatherlight Duelist, Arabo, Roar of the World, Kosali Slingers, Leonin Ward Leader, and Regal Caracle. And here's the thing, they are available for only 24 hours, but unlimited quantity. So during that time, anyone who orders Will be guaranteed to get it But you have to order within 24 hours They have a different themed theme set every day So from On 12-2 Which is Monday, 9am You can get all 7 of the packs For $200 And then every day after They'll have a different pack So on 12-3, Bitter Blossom Dreams 12-4, Eldraine Ooh. Wonderland 12-5, Restless in Peace 12-6, Seeing Visions 12-7, Explosion Sounds 12-8, Kaleidoscope Killers 12 nine, Oh My God Kitties Oh My God Kitties has a price of $40 And uh, they'll have content creators spoiling their contents And uh, we, Krim, uh, may have one do you, do you know which product you have, Krim? I do, I do uh,
2: <laughs> I'm. I, I've got one revealed today uh, and it is it is seeing visions, seeing I, visions. That sounds blue. I don't know. I'm just gonna. I throw I it out I, there. I don't know if any of you will guess, be able to guess what it is. You know, it's so, it's just so difficult. You know, like it makes me wonder what, uh, like, re- like was it restless in peace? What could that be? You know, like there's, there's there's some titles out there that just leave me in the dark here. I'm, I'm really. Really trying to think about it's probably (laughs) it's probably like eight Carnage tyrants.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, So,
1: so new promos, new art. So, like, if you look at the art, it's clearly not magic art, right? It's like the promo with like the very different art, kind of like the Japanese planeswalkers, and then the storybook cards. So now we have cute cats, and then we're gonna find out what the other ones are. They they said that not all of the art is like cutesy art, right? It's gonna they're gonna have different themes, so. So we'll see, but unlimited quantities, which is the first for Wizards, right? It's on demand, so however many people order, they'll get. Uh, But it's one per person maybe, or two? Is there a limit per person?
0: I actually don't know if there's a limit per person. I they said there's a a full article explaining more going up this afternoon on the mothership, so that might give us those details. Because I know people were asking if it was going to ship internationally outside of the U.S. and Wizard said that's something that they'd be covering when that article goes up. So we might have to wait and see, like the exact details. (laughs) Oh (laughs) boy, if that's
1: a no, Wizards gonna Wizards gonna get some uh, lash, uh, some backlash from the community. But what do so, you, what do you guys think?
0: Well, so far all we know is the OMG Kitties deck, which uh I mean, they look really cool. And I'm all for more cards that look cool. Value-wise, I like added up the the original printings of the cards in that deck. It's like 12 bucks or something like that, which Uh, you know, you're paying 40 bucks to get $12 worth of cards, so I think it's something that you buy because you really like the art, or you want to, like, bling out your commander deck. I don't think, at least based on Oh My God Kitties, and maybe that's going to change as we see, like, the rest of these revealed. Maybe there's some more high-value stuff, but it seems like it's more kind of like for blinging out your commander deck than a source of reprints that's going to get you cards cheaper. Like, if you just want those cats to play, and you don't care about what they look like, you might as well just buy the thing for twelve dollars, but if you want the really sweet art and uh, so forth, then I think this is a pretty cool product because the art is really awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of the artwork myself. Uh like especially like I, I love just the idea of these these promos and I mean the, the cats are just adorable. Uh like like my like the seeing visions one is just like it's super cool. It's super trippy art. Uh and I'm just a fan of promos, so, and the best part is it's a singleton, so I get to mix and match more cards.
0: <laughs> I will say the Kitty thing. It's a little awkward. You get two tokens with really cool art, but there's multiple cats in the set that make two tokens themselves. So you don't actually get enough tokens to like play the cards that you get in the set, which is a little bit a little bit strange. But I mean, that might be a little uh, a little nitpicky <laughs> there. What do you think? Like one of these is called Bitter Blossom Dreams, and my first impression from Oh My God Kitties is, uh, really cool looking, not really high value, at least as far as the original printings do you think in the set called bitter blossom dreams is that gonna have literal bitter blossom which is they said these are all gonna cost between uh 20 29.99 and 39.99 depending on the set or 200 for the whole thing so that's the price range bitter blossom itself is currently 40 bucks I think 42 bucks for the cheapest printing are we expecting high value cards or are you expecting most of them to look like OMG kitties where they look really cool but value eyes are kind of Low to medium.
1: Hundred percent. There's a bitter blossom in bitter blossom dreams. Like, I, what if they, if get they do good, not though. put one in there? Like, <laughs> that, that like would be the stupidest thing I've ever seen, like ever. Right? Like, like what if so it's there, like, there, ah, there would be one.
2: <laughs> 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 ah, y'all been um, had. <laughs>
1: it was like comet storm. You're like, what?
2: <laughs> yeah, just super random. <laughs> Tree of comet redemption
1: storm. or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. No, no, they will definitely have it in there. I, I I think they will have expensive cards, but the whole thing is only $200, right? All seven drops. So I, I think a lot of them will just have for fun cards, but some of them will have expensive cards, and Bitter Blossom will be one of them.
0: And I think the other thing they said is these range from three to seven cards per set. So in theory,
1: <laughs> one Bitter Blossom, Bitter Blossom Dreams $40. could be like
0: Bitter Blossom and a couple of, like, fairy tokens, and it's for $40. <laughs>
1: like, I... I actually like I'm like Krim. I like the oh my god kitties. I like cheap promos, right? Like don't give me like Can you imagine if there was like a promo Oko or something at the height of Oko? You're like, yeah, if I want to bling up my deck, it's like a thousand dollars for a set of Okos. Like, no, right? Like, give me the $1 bulk rares that are playable, that are fun. Uh give me promo versions of it. So the promo version is like five bucks instead of like, you know, $80. That that's a bit excessive, right? So I like kind of the fun themes like you build a cat deck now you have all these cool cats you whip it out people are like oh what's that right you can have Arabo as a commander deck you can have a house cat as your commander it's like awesome so I actually prefer kind of the janky sub themes promos as opposed to standard staples that are already too expensive and then let's make them more expensive with the promo version
2: I'm also a huge fan of the available for 24 hours as you had mentioned just because like this means that you know you don't have to worry about missing out and like not like sitting in the queue and not getting anything. Yeah, I wonder, I think, I wonder uh, where we're we
1: get the cards.
2: Um, like do you-, you know, like I, I, it it takes a little bit longer to get to you, but I think that's worth it. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, I believe it'll take a little bit longer, uh, but yeah, like that. You're just this way. You're guaranteed to have one as long as you order in that window.
1: Will Will it be before Christmas?
2: You know, that's a good question. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> I would question.
0: Assume, I would assume it would have to. Like, why would you do it now with the holiday season and not have it get there before Christmas? But how so can I they would...
1: guarantee everyone gets one then? Right? So it's probably they have, like, X quantity on hand. So maybe if you're, like, one of the first X, you get it immediately. and Then everyone else gets the next printing. It's probably something like that.
2: Yeah. It takes about, like, I think about one and a half to two months to
0: get to you. Oh, yeah. okay. So it won't probably be here by Christmas no. or maybe by Valentine's Day.
2: And, and the <laughs> cool thing is that it will, like, it's going to continue uh, into 2020. So yeah, I think that's produce. another important
0: thing to point out. This is yeah. the first series of Secret Lair, and they're planning on uh, continue it through 2020. Also, something we hadn't mentioned yet is uh, when you buy this set, you also get the cards on Magic Online and... And since the cards mostly don't exist on Magic Arena, you get some uh, custom sleeves based on the theme when you buy the set on Arena. So you do get a little more than just the paper cards as well. It does encompass both Magic Online and Magic Arena.
2: Yeah, I think that's really cool. Like, example, just being able, like, getting the uh, Arena sleeves that matches the drop that you picked up is pretty sweet.
0: So are either of you, uh, is this something either of you are actually going to purchase. I I, And I also, I love that you are guaranteed to get one because I mostly had given up on the like race and try to click because I just, I never have been able to pull that off with the old system. So it definitely increases my interest to know that I can show up anytime during the day and just like automatically uh, get one. So what do you think though? Is this something that either one of you would actually buy? 100%.
1: I you know, know, I, like, snap snap it off before he does any cards <laughs> <laughs> like, what, are you,
2: what are you talking about like, I mean we could we could figure that out right now right bitter boss of dreams like once again <laughs> unless they get me good <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm picking that up I, I restless in peace could be anything I'm picking that up <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait did Crib create this product I see a lot of control e-cards here I don't, I don't know <laughs> about this like where this... where's like green smash Like, not, it's not here <laughs>
2: You Where's like hex proof?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hex proof cannot be countered. Like I don't see oh, any of this.
2: I would I would love it if like how humorous would that be? the the next the next set I drops one of them is Veil of Summer and I have to like
0: I, I get to reveal <laughs> that it's like ah
2: very funny very funny.
0: <laughs> I would assume, and we, I believe that we should know all the cards sometime today, just from like asking on Twitter and talking to people. I think all the content creators that have uh, cards to reveal are doing them today, if I understand right. So we should be able to figure out exactly like value wise how good everything looks. But my guess would be like in the dark with just knowing OMG kitties. I assume that if this is something you're interested in, you should probably look towards the like spend 200 bucks and get them all rather than picking and Choosing for like 30 to 40 bucks a piece at a couple of them. I feel like that's probably the like best value play if it's something that you are interested in. Uh, Anyway, ev- any other uh, thoughts on Secret Lair uh, or this in general? I think th- a couple of things I wanted to mention quickly before we move on. One is a little bit feel bad for LGSs during the Christmas season when people, you have like holiday gift packs and all those like products that are kind of for the holidays, but then this is like maybe siphoning away money with this really cool product that uh, LGSs don't have access to. So I feel a little bit bad about that aspect of it, I think. Uh, otherwise though, I guess that would be my, my main concern is it seems like another product that kinda excludes LGS's to some extent. But otherwise, uh I like the product.
2: Yeah, I I I'm just happy for the promos, as I said once again. Just like also I I think it's really cool that it pulls artwork from like all over. Uh just like from like an artist perspective. Like it's cool. Like like how I was really excited when um they got the artist to did the um the the Japanese artwork for uh Liliana, Dreadhor General. And, like, all the anime Planeswalkers, all of that. I thought that was just really cool. So I'm always excited to see artists just from, like, that don't normally do magic cards do things.
0: And the the storybook cards were also... I think those were mostly magic artists, but they still had a really unique, like, uh, flavor to them. So I think Wizards done a really good job with some of the special art stuff over the last, like, year or half a year or so. Yeah. All right. So let's move on from the world of product announcements and uh, talk a little bit about Standard. So we are officially... In Throne of Eldraine Standard 3.0, Oko's God, Veil vale of Summer's God, Once Upon a Time is gone, Field of Dead has been gone. Uh, what are you guys thinking of our newest iteration of Throne of Eldraine Standard?
2: Uh you know, so it's far. It's good. I, I, I don't know if it's just because everybody's had like a bad view on Standard, you know, with, with everything that's happened before this, uh, up to this point, but I think, I think Standard is good right now, I think it's totally fine, um, it's, th- there's always going to be something new to complain about, but I think right now it's, it's fine, like I don't think Fires is ridiculous, if Cat Oven is the worst thing in the world, then you know, I'm, I'm okay with it, right? I, I think it's more than fine, I think this is probably one of the
1: best standards we've had in the sense that there are so many decks you can play and people have all these pet decks that they play and they're decent. Uh, It's not like we only have two decks, right? We have the big deck. So we had Twitch Rivals. Golgari Adventures won. Uh, You know, we, we have the Cat decks. We have the, what's the card blanking? Fires of Inventions decks. But we have so many other decks, right? We have... Uh, the flash decks. You have is it flash? You have simic flash. You have uh, mono mono blue tempo type decks. You have mono black decks. You have all your night decks. Your mono red decks. Your gruel decks. You have like literally everything is playable at the moment. So I think people are just sour because. You know, we've been so used to complaining for a couple of weeks (laughs) or months That they're just like, oh, standard, I lost the game Uh, It must be something is broken, right? But I actually feel like anything is playable And I I run into a ton of different matchups And I don't know, I think this actually probably it, it took them two reboots, but I think They got it, right? I think it looks pretty good so far Like, what do you guys think? Like, nothing seems unbeatable If you run into some annoying deck There's some tech you can use against it And people aren't main decking weird sideboard cards anymore like i think it's
0: good
2: eh, it's just like spider-man
0: <laughs> it took two reboots and, and, then, and then
2: it was great
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like spider-man because i don't watch it yeah but yes, um. yes 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 <laughs> um I don't know. I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the grumpy old man and say, I actually don't think, I think standard, it is much improved. I think saying it's the best it's been in a long time or anything like that. I mean, it's the best it's been since Throne of Alderain released and we had to (laughs) like have like multiple bannings, but I don't think we're looking at like a historically awesome standard. I feel like. I feel like the, the diversity argument might be a little overstated. I'm looking at the Moto PTQ from this weekend. And if you kind of like scroll through the top 12 decks, I think it's either all cat food decks or all fires decks. Once you get down like outside of the top eight to like 11th, there's like a green white adventure deck. And there are a couple other things that, that, uh, kind of pop up, but I, I don't get the feeling it's just like, Oh, there's 20 playable decks now. I feel like there's two decks that are really good. And then there's other decks that, can kind of compete with them. Much more than you could compete with Oko or Field of the Dead. So I think it's definitely improved, but uh, I'm more in wait-and-see mode. I am enjoying it way, way, way more than I was a few weeks ago before the bannings. Uh, So I I will give it that, but I'm still in wait-and-see mode. I'm not 100% sure that i don't know something like cat food or fires is gonna be the next thing that everyone's complaining about and calling for bannings for within like a month or something so I- i'm still kind of like holding my breath to see how things shake out
1: i mean name me a standard where there's like five tier one decks right like it- it's always you know two or three top decks and then everyone else is like you know 1.5 and not you know at the very bottom, right? So I, I I don't know. I feel like it's good. I don't know. Why, why are you guys complaining?
0: <laughs> like, I, I, what do you I'm want? Not, do you want not, to I'm go not, back to, to, to Oko? <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not complaining. I, I want to make it very clear. I'm not complaining. I think standard is much improved, but I'm still it's really like kind of amazing how busted Throne of Eldraine was. I remember talking about this during spoiler season about like power creep and how pushed the set feels. We already got like most of the food cards banned. <laughs> <laughs> and right now we're looking at the top tier of standard and it's still just really powerful Throne of Eldarain cards. Uh, Fires of Invention, really strong Throne of Eldarain card. Cauldron Familiar Witch's Oven, uh, still very good even after the food engine or parts of it getting banned. I think of anything. I'm just, like, amazed at how, like, <laughs> Throne of Eldraine is playing out as powerful as we thought it was during spoiler season, and we thought it was, like, an extremely push power creepy set, and uh, it is definitely living up to that reputation.
2: I, I definitely do agree that Eldraine is very powerful, but, I mean, like they had mentioned in that, uh what, after the BNR announcement, uh, about how they've been trying to push the power level uh, of Standard, and I'm okay with that, and I, I like it. I like how powerful Eldrain is. Uh, I really just don't want to go back to a weaker Ixalan block standard, that kind of thing again. Uh, like I, and I'm happy that, like Richard had mentioned, there's like five archetypes that you could play, and they're viable. But it's not like one meme and like you know like a few memes and like <laughs> one real deck, right? Like it's a bunch of decks. And I, I you know, I Cat Oven was a meme, by the way. <laughs> that, that when that started, I'm like, ha, 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 imagine if this was good.
0: I mean, I think the question is, like, we just went through rotation. So, Eldorain's in Standard for two years. I think the high power level i think it works as long as future sets are just as powerful and if when we're talking about like Theros standard in a couple of months we have like some brand new decks that are built around really broken Thero's cards that are broken enough to compete with like uh the cauldron decks to compete with jeskai fires or whatever you know flavor of fires is uh is popular so i think that's a that's a thing like if we're looking back at standard a year from now and it's still food versus fires that's going to get old really quick so i hope that the next sets we have coming up are equally powerful and able to like somehow insert themselves into the meta and see play and not just be overshadowed by how strong throne of Eldrain is
1: yeah it's also a bit unfortunate how we name our decks nowadays like fires can be like four different decks, right? But we just say it's a Fires deck, right? Because you could be Grixis, you could be Jeskai, or like same with the cat decks, right? You could be Rakdos, you could be Jund, and we're just like, it's a it's a cat deck. Like if you go back to previous standards, you could just say it's a Llanowar elf deck, right? Or it's a collected comp, <laughs> like, yeah, like you could generically group up decks so that they all <laughs> fold into each other, right? Like. So, you know, it it does sound worse when we say it like that, but at the same time, there's still a lot of diversity within that, within kind of the cat decks and the fires decks, and I don't know what the other decks are, wilderness reclamation decks, things like that. So it's just, it's just how we name the decks. We should start giving them different names so it doesn't look as bad. <laughs> Because if you play Corvald or not, I think your deck is very different, right? If you're playing Mayhem Devil or if you are going green, like it makes a big difference.
2: I also think by the way, that's really cool that Corvald made its way into a deck.
0: You know what I mean? Like Yeah, and it's like twenty-five dollars now or something. Yeah. Oh, like it I doubled in price this week. Yeah, <laughs> all
1: all of these, like I can't find Brawl decks, I can't get Corvald. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, it is cool though. I think Corvald, I think Tulane could still get there eventually. Like it's still in standard for two years. That's the other one from the brawl decks that I think might have a chance. Like in a in the right world in the right metagame. Like, I I want I would love Alayla to to make its way into a deck because then I could <laughs> I could be playing
2: Esper fairies in standard. <laughs> I mean you I can't guess play I Esper fairies.
1: It's just not good.
2: <laughs> I, I, yes, true. I mean I did do this the other day, right? I, I purposely took a stacks deck, the Doom foretold deck, and I added Alayla to it. I was like, okay, well let's build around that. I realized this is much worse. I would rather just not do that and, and have zero Alaylas and win normally. <laughs> but I did it. That's all that matters. Because I was like, oh I have this, and then I all like think of the endless fun with like Emery and Aleyla. And and it was it was not the business.
0: <laughs> so, question for you: Before we move on from standard, uh, we've all been playing standard a bit. Have you seen anything that was like especially cool and outside the box that anyone has been doing? Like we, we've been talking about the big decks. What cool like? under-the-radar decks have you seen people playing, even if they haven't, like, top eight of your tournament or anything? Oh,
2: it's gotta be that uh, sweet Esper Control deck that I've been playing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, I should have known better than to ask Krim this question.
1: (laughs) So, I'll I'll give you a real answer. I think there was a post on Reddit Spikes subreddit about a mono-green Henge deck, and you basically play Giant Growth and the Great Henge, and... (laughs) I, I actually played it I, I It was actually quite decent at the lower levels Because you just like destroy people You play like Yorvo You play Lovestruck Beast and things like that But basically Giant Growth acts as a dark ritual for uh, Great Henge And you combine that with uh, What's the two mana Sir? The green oh, green The, the one oh, I played on Commander Far- Clash Sir Yeah Sir Far- Farron maybe? So you you can just like destroy people out and over You Giant Growth Sir Farron attack Right or you giant growth surferin attack crash great henge and then just like go off. So that's a that was a fun deck.
2: Is there that sounds sweet? Is there uh, that's still legal, right? The uh, the. Is it in M20 where you can give a creature plus three plus three and you could, tar- it's like three giant growths in one for six mana.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a, that is still a thing. I don't know that
2: we get, <laughs> ever get to six mana,
1: but, but the dream scenario is you giant growth, uh, surferin, and then you have Vivian to give everything trample and then you just like smash. And then Yorval is usually <laughs> like gigantic. Like I when you get eighteen people out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> I think if you're spending six mana to pump a creature to make Great Henge cheaper, you probably should just hardcast your Great Henge <laughs> at that point. <laughs> it's a free roll, <laughs> but but
2: it's it's not about how good the card is. It's about the <laughs> message that you are you have just won with this ridiculous card. Oh
1: yeah, I haven't I haven't seen any of the cards that we wanted to see though. Like any of the other. Uh, Legendary artifacts like Magic Mirror, Circle of Loyalty, like, they're very rare. Uh, Feasting Troll King hasn't made an appearance. It's kind of just the
2: cards we saw from last standard, but now they're just more abundant. We haven't really seen any new cards show up. There's been a return of, like, uh, you know, a few people trying to play Esper Hero. Uh, There's Blue White Flash. Um, I think that's, these are, like, and, like, Blue White Flash, I think I was reading somewhere on my timeline, but... Some people actually took down some local MCQs, uh, stuff.
0: I've seen basically every color combination of Flash tag. They're all blue base, but I've played like <laughs> Demir Flash, is it Flash, Simic Flash. Like, there, I, I don't know if I've played blue white though. I think that's the one that I haven't actually run into yet. But yeah, people, uh, are, I've actually seen Mono Blue again too, as, like made a comeback, which is surprising. I thought that was dead when Curious Obsession rotated, but apparently even without Curious Obsession, you can just, Play every counter spell and probably get some wins by people conceding.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I tried Esper Hero. I, I tried a bunch of mid-range decks, but it took too long to finish games. Like Esper Hero and Orzov control or slash mid-range. And then it takes me like 55 minutes to finish a game. I'm like, yes, I outground them and then, <laughs> and then I play my mono green deck and I finished like five wins in like twenty-five
2: minutes. And I'm like, I think I'll play this to climb the ladder. I think this is much more efficient. <laughs> I guess, but you get to play more magic, Richard. <laughs> like,
1: I, playing... I would like my opponent not to play magic. I'd like to have like an 8-8 Yorval. I'm like, do you have an answer? <laughs> like, if you do, I scoop. If you don't, I win.
2: That's it. <laughs> oh, speaking of getting like 18 out of nowhere, <laughs> I, I got 21 out of nowhere in in Pioneer because somebody had a Rhythm of the Wild with Ilarg. The boar god, I don't know, oh, the name. god, yeah, and they yeah.
0: swung and they put, uh, what do they World spider Worm, world spine worm. Yeah. yes. And I was like, oh. yes, we played that deck like a, a week or two ago. I, I'm
2: not gonna lie to you, when I, when I got hit by that, I definitely didn't know how to sideboard.
0: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh,
2: how do I stop that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think from playing that deck, it mostly stops itself by being pretty inconsistent. (laughs) But when it comes together, it's, like, pretty hilarious because you have, like, generator servants and stuff, too. So you could sometimes just, like, turn three someone with Ilhagen World Spine Worm.
2: It got to the point where I was just like, I'm going to have to just thought-seize the World Spine Worm (laughs) 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 and just get hit for six because I know that nothing else is in your hand. I I ended up winning the match, but I definitely was just like oh my eyes just like went super wide and i just like had no idea what was going on
0: well pioneer is still going strong and people still love that format i still love that format however we have another new format since uh, our last podcast in historic wizards finally has historic up on arena uh, dumped in a bunch of new cards that we talked about last week have you guys been playing Historic and what's your first impressions if you have been?
2: I was playing standard and historic, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was memeing. I haven't I don't think I've done a a played a like a true like like actually competitive deck. I like I uh, I've got I've I made some I shot some historic content over over the week and <laughs> the first thing
0: I did was a meme. So <laughs> I I appreciate that. My experience with Historic so far has been... It's like the highest variance format, not the actual gameplay, but I either play against someone that's doing something that's like really fun and cool and unique. And I'm like, oh, this is really sweet. Or I play against someone that's just like Nexus of Fading or doing something else miserable from last standard. I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst format I've ever played. So depending on the matchup, I go back and forth between all this format is actually pretty cool and like, oh my God, this is just like everything I wanted to rotate from standard and I'm having to relive it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the wounds are, <laughs> are still a little, a little fresh when it comes to things like Veil vale of Summer, Nexus of Fate, Kethys. And I'm just like, wow, I do not miss these. <laughs> I, I do not I, miss these. Actually, I haven't had enough time to celebrate Veil vale of Summer leaving.
0: Hold on. <laughs> it is a little strange there's no ban list. Uh, I... I find that part of the format kind of strange, which means you have, like, Okos and Field of the Deads and uh, a lot of cards that were deemed too good for standard, and Historic is still pretty standardy; It's definitely not anywhere near as big as Pioneer or anything, so I kind of feel like maybe there should be a ban list for the format, at least, like, cards that were banned in standard, plus probably also Nexus of Fate. <laughs> but just then you because... would have nothing. <laughs> There'd be nothing
1: left in the format. Like, I, I think the idea was some broken card from two standards ago will take care of the broken card from last standard and then you know whatever right but
0: but we have we have cards that are banned in pioneer that are in historic (laughs) (laughs) which is a little bit crazy i
1: mean if the idea is to play your old cards and they just start banning things off the bat it's a little weird um, I guess that's
0: that's a that is a fair point that that is part of the idea of the format so I think that's a that's a reasonable argument although it's still miserable to get Veil vale of Summer after playing a ton of Standard and a ton of Pioneer and like not having to think about Veil vale of Summer when you go to like Murderous Rider or something and they have it you're just like oh my god you know so, so
1: here's my experience but, with historic so Seth sent me a deck. It, it was his model black discard deck. He's like the website is broken. I'm like, okay, let me fix the website, and then I'll play this deck because I'm like, oh, it's like model black control with discard. It's like right up my alley. And then I went to build it. I'm like, I need 20 wild cards. I'm like, okay, uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take my mono green deck, which I just described to you guys, and I added three Galto's. <laughs> and then I took it to the queue, and this is like I I I, I finished my five wins. I kid you not In like 10 minutes Right I would just play (laughs) like Two Durley drops Drop a Galta in turn 3 And people would just Auto concede And I'm like Okay And three of my five matches Just ended with like No gameplay Like people were just Trying to get their uh, Rewards Like they were not Playing seriously So I finished my five Like really quick uh, And I tried to use The minimal number of cards But I wanted to build Elves and things Uh, But like it just costs a lot of wild cards, and we don't know the, the future of Historic, so I wasn't really willing to buy these cards. And I could not imagine if they released this with the 2x wild card price. Like, oh. it would have cost me like 40 wild cards to play this. Like, hard pass, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit expensive, right? And since they're releasing cards all the time, you kind of just got to wait to see if there's something you really want to play, and then you drop the wild cards. But I wish they had some way that you could earn these cards uh as opposed to just buying them with gems and using wild cards
0: yeah that would that would be nice it is kind of expensive if you just want to buy stuff what have you guys seen as far as the new cards like the 20 new cards they have added have any of those actually been uh either impressive for you or for your opponents as you've been playing Uh, are any of those doing anything in the format? Well, since you asked, Seth. (laughs) Did you finally hit someone with a hypnotic spectre trail? Did it happen?
2: (laughs) Boy, did I. Well, you know, (laughs) let me tell you what one of the... So, like, I I won't talk much about it, but one of my videos coming out is Demir Spectres. And I... Ooh. (laughs) And and whereas Richard is like, oh, I got my wins real quick. Mine were very (laughs) miserably slow, but I had the most fun you could ever have watching my opponent sweat and like you 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 see hypnotic specter light up <laughs> and they're like oh boy <laughs> and then followed by thief of sanity and like the funniest Ooh. thing is i i remember connecting a few times with uh hypnotic specter and thief of sanity and and, and and like it was just like i i felt like i i it was my first time playing magic like again it was so much fun and and like the only thing that felt bad was like i tried I try to make a a thing to force some of the new cards, so I played Phyrexian Arena, and I just got, like, pantsed by a Narset, but it's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, fine, I'll pay a, a life at my upkeep to to just for fun. <laughs> uh, Arena is I, I very wish,
0: good if you don't get Narseted, though. Like, I wish I, I, think I think it is very powerful deck.
1: I, I would have played, like, four Nullhide Feroxes or whatever. Oh, <laughs> hit, hit, so... hit, hit me with the hippie. Hit me with the hippie. Let's go. <laughs>
2: like it it was a lot of fun and like I just played like you know I I played four drown in the lock just because haha thief of sanity and like a bunch of discard (laughs) spells and and like and the best part is that I played a full like like almost like a full set of board wipes (laughs) because and like I got to do the cute interaction like you know because it's loaded with like Lazav and uh, Cavalier of night it's all focused around bringing back
0: my specters (laughs) That sounds. That actually sounds like a pretty fun deck. Was it competitive at all? Well, I got to my five wins with it. I actually, okay. So
2: I don't know if it's competitive or, or if it was just because you know. Sometimes you just don't let your memes be dreams, and it works. <laughs> you, you you just wait till they release Dark Ritual, and then oh yeah yeah you're Dark gonna, r- you're, gonna,
1: oh. you're gonna shoot straight to, <laughs> to tier one.
2: I mean just I've just seen, calling it now, you know. Next BNR <laughs> announcement for historic.
0: <laughs> just no. I've seen a lot of people playing uh, the life gain deck. It doesn't look good though. I don't know if I've ever actually seen it win. I was thinking with Sarah Send it and Soul Warden, the deck would be like significantly more powerful than it has been, but it still seems like it might not actually be that competitive to me. I have seen Elves look very good, uh, with the additional Lord and with Elvish Visionary, plus you still have like Beast Whisper and stuff. So that's one that I've seen with the new cards uh that is looked really impressive. And then I've seen people like Kitasugu second writing uh on Twitter. I haven't actually read into anyone playing it but i've seen a bunch of screenshots of people like having their opponent at 10 and, and getting them with a second right so
2: <laughs> i wish they r- released something like uh because like w- w- what's the land again i forgot the red green land groves of the burn willows just so you could get like if you <laughs> oh. burn them too hard you have to heal them back up to 10
1: <laughs> I-, I feel like they just need uh one of the trees Like, the one that sets their life to 13 or whatever, so... And then you can, like, try to bolt them down into (laughs) range and then kill them.
0: Jund burn. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have a... You have Torgar. Torgar sets someone to 10. I think that's, like, the easiest combo is just Torgar second, right?
2: Oh, but, like... You know how, how obvious, what, like, what's going on here, right?
0: Like, if, if they see that you- I mean, once the Torgar comes down, you probably have a I'll pretty just good shock. idea. I'll just shock my next land. <laughs> no, then you, like, fight
1: with fire or something.
0: <laughs> or a
1: sundering stroke <laughs> or something. You're like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> the,
0: the other thing about Torgar is it can put people back up to 10, too, which is nice. Like, if you accidentally do go too far, that's kind of like our grove for the burn willows. Because it sets them to 10 no matter where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: i uh, i love this conversation because it's like wow there's so many hoops to jump through just to get them
0: yeah oh <laughs> uh, that's what it's all about though like that's the best part of magic is just getting people it's not about wins or losses it's how many times can you get them <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's that's pretty much like oh i remember somebody tried to second write to me or whatever in modern and <laughs> they just didn't pay attention that i had a fetch land so i fetched
0: immediately <laughs> Yes, that does kind of uh that does kind of ruin the Hidesugu second right plan for sure. Huh. All right. So, any other historic thoughts before we move on and answer some fish mail? Uh gold uh, like
2: a uh, goblins is a fun deck to play in historic.
0: Oh, cuz you get Matron
2: now, right? Yeah, and you get Grumgali or whatever. Oh, and- i was like what is the green goblin?
1: Yeah, that guy. Yeah,
2: Grumgali, you get that. You could I mean if you really want to get Saucy, you can play like Rhythm of the Wild. Uh, somewhere in there, and then you get Zerta for your two drop. Yeah. So there's, there's, a, so that's definitely a deck that I would recommend. That isn't, at, I mean, it's if you want to walk the line of meme and also still actually be somewhat competitive. Uh, I, I myself don't know what I like more. I mean, I, I like best of one. I think for historic more than I do best of three.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Why? Why?
2: You can get away with a
0: lot more. (laughs)
2: Invest of one.
0: (laughs) If you couldn't. Oh, you don't got to worry about those sideboard hosers. You just don't want to play against Bale of Summer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to worry about that. Uh, And maybe maybe that's part of it, right? Like, because I get to
0: go, ah, Bale of Summer in the main? Yeah, right. (laughs) So... Let me ask you guys about Historic before we get to Fishmail. Uh, now that's been out for, like, a week and we've been playing it, has it changed your opinion on the format at all? Like, is it still kind of just, like, a second-tier format on Arena while we wait for Pioneer? Or does Historic have a chance to be something more than that?
2: For me, it's just something that is not standard. Uh, and it's always nice to have something that just isn't standard. Uh, you know, we can bounce around and play multiple different formats. So it's nowhere near Pioneer for me. I, I love Pioneer a lot. I've actually been addicted to Pioneer and I haven't, I haven't stopped playing Pioneer actually.
0: I'm kind of in the same place, personally, where it's nice to have another option, and I'm super thankful that we finally have another option that's up all the time. So I think Historic is great in that sense, but it definitely hasn't replaced Pioneer for me either. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think if they never announced Pioneer, we would be considering Historic a great success. Uh, But for some reason, Pioneer is just really, really good. So we have two good new formats, and one is just more popular, which is Pioneer. So it's being, so Historic's being overshadowed, but I actually thought it is pretty good. And they did a good job with adding the new cards. You're not just playing like weird modern or something. You're playing like a unique <laughs> format. Modern. Yeah, just like one with like two Tron lands and a card or something. You're like, where's the other <laughs> Tron? Like? <No. laughs>
2: but like, it's its, so its own
1: format, right? And it feels... Different, right? Except you know, it's just not as deep as Pioneer, right? And we, we're we've all been playing Pioneer, so we kinda know, but I think over time Historic will be pretty good. And I think it'll be more interesting as they add more cards because they're not just adding the greatest hits in the history of magic. They're specifically adding cards to bolster archetypes so that maybe Krim can play fairies one day in Historic or the Dream. You know, Right there. We, we can have, like, 40 Carnage Tyrants in a single deck or something. Like, I don't know, <laughs> right? Like, you know, they're doing these things. So it'll be interesting to see
2: how it pans out. Oh, that just makes me wonder, like, could, could Bitter Blossom even survive in the, in the current format? Too slow and fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting to hear, actually, that it's too fair, right? I, I imagine, like, we, how we talked about it a little bit earlier, but, like, I feel like maybe people would have called for a banning on Bitter Blossom. if it were in standard today
0: that that is probably true (laughs) i think it that definitely probably would have happened yeah (laughs) well let's move on answer some uh fish mail richard take it away
1: all right if you have questions send them to at mtg goldfish with the hashtag mtg fishmail, and we get to your questions on air Vio Halo, with pet cards like Soul Flayer becoming good in Pioneer, is there room for other cards like Mentor of the Meek and Soulfire Grandmaster to become archetypes in the format?
2: I tried uh Soulfire Grandmaster, uh just to be cute. But yeah, like it, it's Soulfire is not too great. Not, not, really? not currently, not, but I mean I granted I was trying it in like Esper. <laughs> <laughs> Every
0: Cryptus tries everything in Esper. I oh, think, yeah. <laughs> I I think Mentor might have a chance. I've seen some like Ractos young Pyromancer decks that have been pretty good. If a young Pyromancer deck can work, it seems like a Mentor deck could have a chance of working as well. So I think I would would be higher on Monastery Mentor. Monastery the, uh, Mentor
2: is very good. Wait, wait, that wait, wait. I Mentor do the Meek, like not Monastery mentor. <laughs> oh, mentor.
0: Oh, <laughs> Mentor the Meek. Oh, yeah. oh. No, I don't think anyone's gonna play Mentor. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say <laughs> like Soulfire Grandmaster
1: so much better than Mentor. What are you talking about, Seth? I think Mentor the Meek just costs too much mana. It's too slow. Yeah, yeah. Soulfire could do something. Monastery Mentor, I think, uh, probably is good already. Uh, yeah, but,
0: yeah. I think the other problem is like if you look at the removal that people play, it's like Wild Slashes and Fatal Pushes. So if you're if you're playing like a two or three mana creature that has two toughness, it's kind of like a rough sell if it doesn't do anything immediately.
1: Alright, next question Mdk nights 23 Idea Prisoner24601 <laughs> 1 white slash 2 white white Instant adventure Feed the family Exile any number of food tokens from either player Creature 2-3 human berserker It enters with plus x plus x Where x is the number of food tokens Exiled by feed the family
2: Any good
0: Hmm Uh Hmm n- no. It
2: it's it feels really not great <laughs> like at every point like every other point of the game where there isn't a single like food token. I don't know. And
0: I think the other thing is a lot of the food decks can uh a lot of the food decks can do like mass food sacking either with Wicked Wolf or if you have Cauldron Familiar in your graveyard, you can keep activating it and respawn. So mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it would actually do a lot less than it sounds like because most decks that are playing food can actually just like mass sacrifice their food if they need to
2: correct like it it just yeah like it it feels bad if they go in response sack it all to the wolf and it's like all right you got it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah that would that would kind of make that card a little bit less effective perhaps
2: i mean uh i'm trying to think like what how how good like is food that like I, I saw you talk about it earlier on Twitter, and that was something that I had kind of talked about like a while back on my stream. And is like, is food just kind of becoming like energy, right?
0: It it feels a little similar to me. I think after tweeting that, there were some interesting responses, and uh, I think it was Sam Party that pointed out that. it it, food doesn't have as much of the like oh i have a already good thing that just incidentally makes energy like rogue refiner and stuff so i feel like food did do a little bit better than energy as far as like some aspects of design but it does kind of remind me of energy how it's a fairly parasitic and kind of like forces you into like very specific decks to some extent
2: yeah yeah i I definitely like because i i drew the comparison also to like a little bit like it's like a little bit like energy but just not as ridiculous you know what i mean like some of the things that happened with energy was like way too crazy like uh, uh, when a tune with the ether was uh you know a problem <laughs> you know that that's that's something
0: yeah like bannably good somehow
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right jc thacker 21 would once upon a time be less egregious if it was part of a cycle one red 3 damage to any target free of first fell or one white make 2/1/1 one one creatures free of first no, spell.
0: No, no no you don't you don't make a broken card less broken by printing more of them oh my goodness oh can you
1: can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> just like oh just like oh, okay I'll just start the game with two 1/1s one or something <laughs> like <sighs>
0: yeah no I think that that probably would not make it better
1: yeah that that would just make everyone I, so, okay, if they actually did it, Once Upon a Time may not need to be banned because everyone has access to these broken cards, but I feel like Magic will just be mulliganing into this and, like, getting this advantage off the go. But, like, is it any different than a leyline? Line? Here's my question to you. Why are Ley Lines okay? Because Ley Lines are so expensive?
0: I think that's part of it, is, is Ley Lines are pretty bad draws. Like, yeah. what if Once Upon a Time was 4 mana to cast naturally? So it's really good on turn 0, but, like, really... Under the curve, if you have to actually spend mana on it, yeah. I think that's that's why ley lines are like somewhat passable. Is their effect is like overcosted by at least two mana if you actually have to cast it?
2: Yeah, like a- every copy after the first ley line just feels abysmal, and if you don't have it on turn zero, like. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: that- oh my I cannot count the number of times where I like mulling into five for a ley line don't find it and then draw for the first turn oh, and yeah. it makes me want to just like scoop the, scoop the game <laughs> out like oh my come on magic gods come on now
2: good thing I have this ley line of the void on turn four yeah
0: hooray I only have one land because I mulled to five looking for it but <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: alright beekeeper do you think what do you think about cards that are very good but offer no synergy I notice I tend to get more frustrated when losing to cards like questing bees Nyssa or one of the Cavaliers than to someone setting up a soft lock combo or value engine.
0: Hmm. Nyssa is a frustrating card. Uh, I think, I don't know, something like Questing Beast, it's annoying, but it's also like, it does die to Doom Blade. So, like, oh. it's, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, it's hard for... A creature that like can just be killed to be too frustrating for me. I, I at least in my opinion, Nissa on the other hand, I think can be pretty frustrating.
2: Nissa is very frustrating if you you aren't countering it because immediately they have that three three. And, 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 like, that 3-3 three, three is a problem at times.
0: I think the underrated aspect of it is Nissa's... It's kind of like 5-mana Teferi, because it lets you untap that land and leave up a counter spell. Like, I did, like... It kind of plays very similarly. Yeah. You untap, a like, a, a Simic dual land, and then you get to leave up Negate to protect your Nissa, and then it snowballs, and it kind of does the same type of thing. Well, all
1: right. Y- you did, guys did... have successfully complained about Nissa, but the question was... <laughs> 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 a single powerful card or multiple cards? So are you more afraid of... I? I don't know. Let's say Nyssa or cat mayhem devil cauldron combo. I'm okay. More if it takes like,
2: like five pieces to make the engine work. Right? What about
1: two pieces? What about cat cauldron? It, what about okay. One? Well,
2: cat cauldron, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I do find that one a little annoying, but it's, you can hate it out. And although every time I don't think I've ever played against a cat player where if they play one, they always have the other also in hand. Like I, I think they always have it, <laughs> but, but yeah, like, Something that is as simple as just cat and cauldron, is is a little bit of a nuisance. But luckily, it's not like the cat cauldron combo like obliterates me immediately. I do dislike that it blanks my murderous rider, so I like don't get to get the murderous like if I cast swift end, yeah. I don't get to get the murderous rider.
0: Yeah, I think. I think, personally, I... I guess, like, synergistic decks are more fine with me than one really powerful card, unless it's a powerful card that can easily be dealt with. Like, Tarmic a powerful card, but you can just Fatal Push it, and then whatever, so...
2: I mean, maybe maybe a lot of these things also feel a little, like, a little more painful, because I feel like the answers in this current standard are not that great.
0: That is actually probably a pretty good argument. Like,
2: yeah, like, I, I just feel like a lot of the answers... Just Like, we don't have a Doomblade, right? We have Tyrant Scorn. I guess Doomblade is Noxious Grasp.
0: (laughs) And you gotta be in, like, two colors. Yeah, like, they are pretty limited. Yeah, we... Well, hopefully we get more as we get more sets. Maybe Theros.
1: Uh, next question. Benjamin with a T. What's your guy's favorite deck of all time in Standard, Modern, Legacy, and Vintage?
0: Oh,
2: wow. Of all Hmm. time? For Mm -hmm. me, Standard is going to either be a tie between Bitter Blossom and Cobblade. Uh modern oh (laughs) any any variant of like i guess esper control uh there's so many variants which variants (laughs) i it's so in what era once once jace the mind sculptor and like you know what pretty recent because jace the mind sculptor and three fairy that's the time of my life um and then legacy i mean I've only played Legacy a few times. I I was the slow top player because I never played Legacy. And then my friend was like, here, you like control. Play with this. I'm like, what am I looking for? And he's like, I don't know. you figure it out. I'm like, oh. <laughs> are, are you a guy that like tops and then
1: ha- don't doesn't rearrange and tops again because you forgot what you did? Yep. <laughs> like n- nothing has changed on board, but you have to top twice for
2: some reason. Yeah. <laughs> huh. At your end step, I'll top. Okay, hold on. Before my turn, I'll top again. (laughs) And Vintage, I've never played in my life.
0: Man, that's a tough question. Standard is the toughest one for me. I don't know what my favorite Standard deck of all time is. Modern... Is easier. It's probably like Mono Red Prison. Uh, I've just always loved that deck in Modern. I guess Standard is probably like Blue-White Panarmonicon maybe. Like there was a brief window before Reflector Mage was banned that that was actually like a deck that was tournament worthy and like actually kind of good. Uh, so I guess I would go with Panarmonicon. And then Legacy I really like Nick Fit variants. Uh, I just think that's like a cool play style and you get to do something that's like way different than everyone else in the format. Vintage, oh, I need to play more vintage to really say. I don't think I have a favorite vintage deck either.
1: Uh, standard, Mono Black Devotion, so Pack Rats. Modern, oh. Jund during the Kalidus era. <laughs> so when, when, when people played Kalidus, I think it was like Collected Company decks, maybe Infect decks, like that, that era. So you actually played Bob and Fatal Push was around. Uh, legacy, Dead Guy Ale. Like I love him to Torak, and oh, what's the oh, Gerard's Gerard's verdict? Gerard's yeah. verdict is so good. <laughs> I, I swear it was criminally underplayed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, vintage. I, I I never played vintage, so I I don't know, but. I I think I would actually try like powered fish or something like I, I don't know <laughs> like I think I could actually play that deck.
0: It's kind of funny how you can describe modern Jund decks by their four drop. There's like Kalidas yep. era. There's Bloodbraid era. There's Huntmaster era. Yep. <laughs> I'm try- I'm probably missing uh, one Garrick maybe four mana Planeswalker Garrick era in Jund. Whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you had like Hazoret's in there. You have P <laughs> like yeah i mean this basically defi- like all the other deck like basically throughout john's history your only flex slot was your four <laughs> like everything else was more or less fixed right so it's like oh you don't even play four drops you play like fulminator mages right like it gets gets spicy <laughs> right <laughs> uh all right uh last question alden b461 If each of y'all were to foil out a full deck, what deck would you choose and why? Any format is fine. So this is, like, your favorite deck to foil of all time across all formats.
2: Well, I think the funny thing is I did that with my favorite deck. Uh, I actually got it all foil in foreign. It was my uh, Esper Cobblade deck in standard. Uh, I had had four foil Japanese Jaces, uh, four, like, I had one of every language for stoneforge mystic all my fetch lands all that it was all foil i i would definitely foil that just because i realized you know a while back how much of modern comes from that era of standard
0: Mm. Hmm. i don't play much in paper so i guess for me it would probably be like yara commander i think since i don't play uh, too much paper as far as other formats i think that's what i would probably get like the most joy and use out of would be yarak commander being foiled out
1: yeah so if i was to receive one for free i would take jund and then sell <laughs> it and buy a house <laughs> but but if i were actually to do it, i would probably choose a commander deck uh because having 99 unique foils is more fun than you know, having four of everything's and probably a mono black deck so I
2: can get all of the alternate art Lilianas and promo Liliandas Ooh. and things like that. Oh yeah. I- I- if I forgot, if we can do that, then, then heck yeah, I'd love my Almanatu deck foil. Alright, that's all the fish mail we have for this week. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. If you have questions,
1: you can send them to at MTGGoldfish with the hashtag MTGFishMail and we get to your questions on
0: air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 252 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard, Crib, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Spikes Academy for supporting the show. You can use the code BLACKFRIDAY2019 to get some really awesome discounts uh, for the next week over there. So, thank you to them. Anyway, we will be back next next week to talk about whatever happened in the world of magic so until then this is the crew signing out